Hello guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Not The Top 20 podcast, one of our first ever OBs, an outside broadcast from Wembley, where we've just witnessed the League 2 playoff final between Newport and Tranmere. We spent all week talking about this one and the League 1 final and the Championship final, which are following in the next few days. And this one, we said, was going to be cagey, was going to be tense, was going to be close. Tranmere win and win promotion to League One with a 119th minute winner from Connor Jennings, with Newport playing with 10 men at that stage after the red card of their captain, Mark O'Brien. George, let's start with a massive congratulations to Tranmere Rovers for a double promotion. Last year winning the National League playoffs here at Wembley and a double promotion through the playoffs, a, f- a fantastic achievement for the club. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing to say straight away is what a season for them. What a job Mickey Mellon's done and a huge congratulations to all of their fans, all of their players for what is becoming a more common um, occurrence of teams getting back-to-back promotions. But in no way uh, takes anything away from the achievement itself. Um, And yeah, before we get on to talking about the game that we saw... Um, it's crucial just to say, yeah, well done and, and fully deserved. Mickey Mellon dropped down from managing League One Shrewsbury to take over the job at Tranmere. Tranmere, a, a historic English club who, um, for much of our lifetime, uh, have been a, a second-tier club, a third-tier club, uh, and dropped down in, into the National League. And it was a club that needed uh, a revamp, really, top to bottom. They have the most fantastic owners, uh, the Palioses, and in Mellon, they found their man to take them back into the Football League. We know it's not easy to do that, to get out of the National League. They didn't even win the league. They had to do that through the playoffs. And all this season, George, they have they have been part of that second tier of clubs, right? They were never truly in the automatic promotion race, but they were always a team that looked set for the playoffs and maybe, in a sense, sort of timed their run uh, and targeted this just like last year. Yeah, I think that's right. There's an interesting um, article in the, in the programmed of, of today's game interviewing Perkins where they talk about him coming in in January coinciding with a very good run and he's obviously very modest and says it's, it's not really to do with him coming in but does say it's been great for us to hit our hit our stride when we did because it meant that we you know the aim was always the playoffs if we got near the automatics that was always going to be a bonus that we knew was possibly attainable and they fell just short but uh, to get in the playoffs the way they did without much pressure as well given it's the first season you, you felt like coming into today even if if they didn't manage it today it was still a successful season and they still did well to do so so um, yeah a huge job from from Mellon I, I would say that the, the football itself and the way they go about it is is very functional rather than particularly expansive but I mean we, we, we wax lyrical often about, about your Lincoln cities and, and you know it's a very similar I guess style in, in terms of just knowing how to how to keep goals out of the back knowing that they've got a target man the guy up front who can bang them in and, and making sure that if you don't concede many goals as they don't you're going to be very hard to beat. I was going to say they strike me as a not a defensive team but a team that defends well and also not a particularly attacking team but a team that has found ways to score goals generally through their star striker James Norwood. Let's get into the game today. Uh, It was, there's always so much to get into after a game like this that went all the way uh, to extra time. It was, to be fair, even right through to the end, very much in the balance. Even against 10 men in extra time, uh, it didn't feel like Tranmere were necessarily banging down the Newport door. Uh, but just a bit of quality in the goal, uh, a bit of quality from out wide, from Jake Caprice. Um, he, he, had, he saw a lot of the ball, didn't he, Caprice, down the right? It, it was almost as if 
Newport yeah. were happy for him to have it. I just said to you before the goal, I'm not too, I'm not too sure about Capri's son. And uh, <laughs> then he went and whipped in a great ball. But yeah, I mean, I'd say probably a bit of a show pony, to be honest. But I mean, who am I to judge him on the back of today? Yeah, and, and I guess he, he gets up the line well. And, um, and he's part of a very solid defence. So you've got to do him, give him some credit. When, when McNulty came on during the second half, that, that meant that he was an, given a more attacking role uh, in the team and, and, and it paid off. I think, uh, you know, after us giving credit to, um, to Tranmere, we can't go too far into this podcast without just giving massive credit to Newport as well. Not just for the season where they've been a, a huge breath of fresh air and, and, and you know, an incredible achievement for them to get this far into the playoff final at Wembley given their budget, but also for today. Um, as you say, it was it was a pretty tense game, it was a pretty cagey game, but the first 10 minutes um, was anything but. It was very end-to-end, and I, th- I think maybe given the heat out there and, and the, the intensity of the start, I think that maybe played a bit of a part in how the game played out where um, it, it, they couldn't really keep that kind of intensity up. But at the same time, I would say that in the actual game itself today, I would say that Newport probably edged it. Um, until the red card I think after the red card there was a spell of probably five or ten minutes where Tranmere were, were basically camped in Newport's half without really threatening much and I think penalties well, a draw after 120 minutes would have probably been a fair result um, over the course of the game but that isn't what's happened but Newport County fans should take massive heart from that and uh, and just hope they can keep the man at the top uh, to try and take them on this journey again next season. Yeah, Mike Flynn striding onto the pitch at full time. He was taking defeat very well. He he gathered his squad into a huddle. Uh, it looked like an emotional moment uh, and and an impressive one. The, the, the bodies weren't strewn all over the floor. Um, they were together, uh, and that's something that we've seen from Mike Flynn's Newport over the last two and a bit years. So um, it'd be fascinating to see if Flynn uh, stays with Newport and tries to take them or tries to go again, I guess, next season and try and take them up to League One where they almost made it uh, this season. But of course, he'll be a man in, in high demand. Just in terms of, of the game, let's try and go through some, some key moments. I mean, in, the, in, in terms of clear-cut chances, there were a handful, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe just three or four, I guess. The first one, it was something we'd previewed all week, Norwood against Day, the, the Newport goalkeeper, a fantastic volley or a very well struck volley from Norwood uh, and an excellent reaction save from Day. So the, the, the first battle uh, came out as Day's, but we banged on about Norwood all week, didn't we? So it's only fair that we focus on him. Uh, talk me through his, his game today, not on the score sheet, but uh, just doing an, yeah. a, an incredible job it, up there. That chance reminded me of the, of the goal he scored against Forest Green where he was attacking the ball just outside the six-yard box um, and he couldn't really have struck it sweeter and it's just a bit... Unlucky for him that if the ball flies a foot either side of Day, it goes in and Day made a very smart reaction save. Um, but I was really impressed by by, Nor- uh, by, uh, by Norwood today. He The way that he runs the line is impressive. The way he moves into channels and is actually a very skillful ball player is impressive. When he drops deep, he uses the ball intelligently as well. Um, he's just basically the perfect all-round striker. To, to Demands a lot from his teammates as well, doesn't he? He does, yeah. When he doesn't get the ball played to where he wants it to, even if it's completely outrageous to, to request it there, he turns around very quickly and lets his teammates know. But that's probably another sign of a good striker. You know, he He's someone who is growing into the game later on in his career. He's, he's not a, a young striker. I think he's 27 or 28. Um, but he's being linked to Ipswich at the moment. He's out of contracts this summer. He's got a decision to make now if he wants to stay at Tranmere in League One. I, I would guess that he probably won't. Um, and I mean, as an Oxford fan, I'd be delighted if we signed him. I think he's destined for, for, for better things. Um, 
I mean, I've been impressed with him all season. And today, even though he was isolated for massive parts of the game, even though I wasn't particularly impressed with Tramir in open play, um, the way he led the line, I think without him, uh, they, they wouldn't have lasted to the 119th minute. Yeah, we spoke about the fact that, you know, despite the fact that he's not particularly tall uh, and he doesn't outwardly look particularly strong, not your archetypal target man, but to play up front on his own and to to basically do the work that he does and to be able to score that many goals it's an unbelievable skill and let's talk about the well his Newport counterparts they had Jamil Matt and is that, is that a pun? Newport counterparts? really nice I like it his Newport County parts <laughs> but I'm not sure they're up for jokes right now if I'm honest um, sorry Podge Armand and Jamil Matt we, we kind of said before it's very hard to pick one key man from Newport and I, I actually singled out Armand uh, last night on Friday night on, on Sky Sports on the preview show but it was Matt who caught the eye for Newport wasn't it I mean he he had a fantastic game as Newport's main target uh, and, and really gave Sid Nelson at the back a pretty torrid time I was impressed with both of them um, I think as you say uh, Matt's physicality and his ability to, to win balls in the air but also win them effectively whether that's uh, trapping it or, or you know chesting it on someone or winning headers in the right directions he, he was very very impressive indeed and, and he caused Nelson problems all day um, Manny Month had a more comfortable afternoon until the penalty um, incident which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second he's fantastic isn't he but he really is great yeah I mean it's uh, like every time Armand ran into the channel and it looked like Armand would get there first and then you saw Mont wandering across yeah. he doesn't look like he's breaking a sweat no inevitably he comes out there with was the ball. one amazing one he basically just lifted up Amund and put him to one side and then just carried on going but um, yeah but with Padre Amund I thought he was really good I thought that his his kind of his play in between the kind of in between midfield and up front he dropped deep a lot and he was very tidy on the ball um, he worked very hard his touch was decent he's much more than just and as can be seen by his goal scoring tally I mean I think previously in his career he's been seen as very much a fox in the box whereas now I think he's added another facet to his game uh, in his more advanced years where he is good at collecting the ball in deeper areas and he is a good footballer um, 10 assists I think he said to me the other day That's this right. season which which is impressive for, for a guy who who maybe was once seen as just a bit of a one-trick pony and just a bit of a finisher So um, and he showed it today I was, I, as I said I was just really impressed with Newport today um, and both the strikers were had decent games in a game with very few chances where sometimes you'll see strikers of that ilk just really go missing. Yeah, we gave uh, Day credit for a great save from a Norwood volley. Got to do the same for Scott Davies or Scott Savies, as I called him when he tipped Jamil Matt's header onto the post, came back off the post, hit him on his other hand uh, and away to safety. It was a fantastic save. It, you know, it was it was close to him, but a very close range head and he did well to keep it out of the goal. That was a really, really key moment uh, in this game and Davies will be, well, should take a lot of credit for, for keeping his side in it. The cross from Butler down, down the left for Newport was sensational and I wanted to, to flag him up as well. Um, it, it's not a surprise he's been winning awards as a Newport player for the last few seasons he's just a one-man wrecking ball down the down the left side um, he does it all really uh, again part of a, a back four today that looked mostly comfortable I'd say but also his energy to get up and down is is admirable his delivery was very very good with his left foot he's only 24 years old he's played over 200 professional games um, and it, it's one of those ones where you know especially if they haven't gone up you'd be surprised if there aren't a lot of people sniffing around League One clubs, possibly even championship clubs. I mean, how often this season have we noticed 
the importance of an attacking fullback to a, to a really good team. Um, and, and Butler certainly looks like he has the tools to, to play at a higher level. So um, a fantastic performance from him. Um, there was a major incident, I guess. Well, there were a couple of major incidents. There were, there were penalty appeals, as there always are in these games. There was a, possibly a handball in the first half. would have been a bit harsh. Possibly a foul by Butler early in the second half. Would have been a bit harsh. Uh, and then the big incident came when Matt knocked the ball past Mont in the box. Um, it fell to O'Brien, who hit the post. Um, but the big appeal for the penalty wasn't given. The offside was given instead. And it was a bit of a head scratcher for us, wasn't it? We wanted to make sure that we tried to get to the bottom of it. because It's an important incident in the game. But I don't think either of us are still 100% sure yeah. whether it should have been I offside because that came before the foul or whether it should have been a foul because that came before the offside. I think the best kind of thing I've read on social media since is that it's a game that VAR would have had an absolute disaster with because no one would really would have known what to do. Um, it, it makes sense to me, I guess, that as soon as the ball hits the foot, if the player's in an offside position, that's where the offence occurs. So the foul afterwards is irrelevant. Um, but having said that, it seems like a bit of a grey area. So I'm not going to try and pretend that I know the answer. Um, no, let, let me read just, out a couple of... We just had as a referee, one point is, as a referee, it, it, it's a lot easier to give a free kick to the defensive team than it is to give a penalty, especially in this high stakes kind of a match. So it wasn't a huge surprise to see him uh, go with the linesman's decision. He was definitely going to give the pen as well. We could see that. He basically was about to do so after the ball hit the post and then he saw the lino. So. It was a bizarre incident. We asked on Twitter what people thought. Uh, Max said the offside position should be the priority for the referee. Both the offside and the foul are fouls. Uh, the offside happened first, so players should stop at that point. Anything after... Um, so long as not reckless with intent to hurt the opposition, should not be punished. Uh, there were uh, quite a few people um, sort of giving the opposite view, saying, well, surely the foul happens before the offside. I think we're going to say on this one, we are. I tried to find the rules and I couldn't find anything that cleared it up for me. So um, I don't think we're, we're willing to say that was a, a disgraceful decision, but it was certainly one that, that caused us some question marks. Look, I mean, there was a red card for O'Brien as well, George, and... For me, the, the first booking was fairly harsh. It was a bit of a nothing yellow card. Um, we'd seen a number of players, such as Banks and Labadee, consistently fouling each other. Both of them had about five fouls each, and I didn't think O'Brien was up there, so I thought the first booking was, was a yellow card. The second booking, really no excuse. Uh, and another example of Norwood being so valuable and chasing essentially a long ball wasn't actually anywhere near him but the way that he started scampering after the ball gave O'Brien the willies uh, and he brought him down for the second yellow so uh, you know another feather in the cap of Norwood there He's an absolute master Norwood of getting his body in, in, the, in the right position to be fouled um, so yeah it was a I, I agree that the first um, booking seemed harsh it was a, kind of an off the ball challenge but it was, I think it was his first foul of the game uh, the referee had clearly made a decision that he wasn't going to get his cards out in the first half. And that just, whilst I can understand in a game like this why you'd do that, I think it opens the door for inconsistencies later on because then you've got someone like O'Brien who makes a fairly innocuous challenge quite early in the, in the second half and is, and is booked for it, whereas people were getting away with that 10 minutes earlier in the game. So he can feel aggrieved. It'll feel, despite the fact it was going to be offside, he'll, he'll feel pretty gutted that he hit a goal-bound strike against the post and then two minutes later was sent off. Um, and and yet, yeah, his red card, it didn't change the game to, to the extent that sometimes red cards do. I thought it changed the game to the extent that I could see Newport scoring 
um, before the Reds, and then after that, it, it just felt like it was fizzling into it. Into a but they didn't drop back into like a five-four. No, I thought or a five-three-one or something. They, they, the they kept two up top throughout, whether I, it was I, Matt or and then Aziz who replaced him and Armin. The, the whole yeah. time they had two I think up the pitch. There was like a five-minute spell before half-time or extra time where it was it was pretty well-way traffic and it was kind of attack v defense, but. I mean, fair enough. You've got 10 men, you're going to sit in when you, when you haven't got the Tranmere board. Tranmere so. had switched, hadn't they, just before the red, um, two or three at the back system, which was one of those ones where immediately after the red, you're like, well, that's not ideal. We've yeah. now got three centre-backs on the pitch. It was great to see McNulty get on. Um, they did go to a sort of 3-4-3 three, three system. But funnily enough, I was about to say, but the wide men didn't really get into the game at all. Um, of course, it was a wide player, Jennings, who ended up scoring the winner. It, and, it's and a Capri son sticking it in as well. So. Well, that's the right back. I'm talking more about the sort of forward players. But by then, players. by then he's playing right wing, I think. True, so. true. So, um, Connor Jennings, uh, an interesting um, uh, fact, I suppose, about him, which I, I saw on Twitter. Connor Rowden, who's a great friend of the pod, was flagging up that last year in late April, early May, Connor Jennings was in a coma. Uh, he had a severe viral infection. Um, and he was he was in a coma. This was before last year's playoff final. He came back. Uh, he was in hospital for five days. He came back, played in that game. They of course won promotion, uh, and he was on today, scoring the winning goal. Uh, I think he got an assist in that last get in the last playoff final, and got the winner today. So fantastic, fantastic story, uh, and a, you know congratulations to Jennings. It was a very well guided header, wasn't it? Um, Norwood had a couple of chances we should just mention um, a fantastic ball over the top from Ollie Banks one of the best passes in League 2 this season surely uh, that he guided wide he, he, he was one on one with Butler at one point Butler just got a block in to send it wide of the post and, and for Newport aside from that Matt header off the post it, it kind of felt to me that despite all their best intentions uh, and they did attack with intent uh, they didn't quite get you know the lucky bounce in the box that you might expect when there's 50 set pieces they didn't make the right decision often uh, or the final ball just wasn't executed quite to, to the right extent so um, a disappointing day from Newport but we give them plenty of credit um, I wanted to just ask I saw you get a lot of people watching these games which is fantastic I did see a fair few people tweeting you know just at the end of normal time I can't believe how boring this game's been and, and really really poor quality to me it didn't feel like that at all um, I don't think you can expect a game like this to have loads of goals and the fact that it's nil-nil shouldn't be a precursor to being boring. Um, I think it's a really easy thing to say about a game that's nil-nil. Um, people who are probably watching something on their iPad, something else on their phone and got it on the background who are waiting for a goal. Um, if, if Norwood's volley flies in, it's one-nil and it's a different game. I thought the second half especially, I thought was was really entertaining. Um, I thought Newport, the way they, the way they progressed and it's kind of the, the tasty nature of the game as well with the red card and a lot of fouls flying in in terms of, of kind of individual qualities, I can understand it. There, there are very few flair players on the pitch today. But as a contest, I thought, the, I thought it was really interesting. Essentially, I thought the strikers and the centre and the defenders yeah. all did their job fairly well at that end of the pitch. I didn't feel like either of the midfields stood out particularly. Labadee, no, Labadee was trying to find a bit of space and trying to drag the team forward. It wasn't really working. Banks had some moments, I guess. Banks had a few moments. He's very good on, on the, the ball, ball, isn't he? Yeah, um, he's not the most athletic. So it wasn't a game really for the midfielders, but a game that we really enjoyed. I think any, I also get a, um, you know, I get a bit angry about questions about a game of poor quality. I mean, 
of course we talk about these being very, very good players. There must be a recognition that this is the fourth tier of our football league system. Um, you know, the, these, the reason that they might not look like Premier League players is because they're, they're not as good as Premier League players. They're not as good as Championship players. They're not as good as League One players, or, or most of them anyway. So um, I think, you know, I would like to see a bit more balance when, when, when people discuss games like this. But um, we thoroughly enjoyed it. We had some nice pick and mix, didn't we? Um, we needed it. Got some left over somewhere. As we went into uh, <laughs> as we went into extra time, we needed a bit of a pick me up. Um, oh, and one more, one last bit of myth busting. A lot of people wondering why they needed to have a drinks break after about half an hour. People saying it's not that it's not that hot in Wembley. But we, George, we'd been pitch side, hadn't we? We'd been pitch side to do a bit of Sky Sports news before the game, and in the sun it was <laughs> exceptionally, exceptionally warm. Uh, and me in my beloved yellow jumper was really struggling with heat and bugs. Um, but look, I think that's kind of it. I guess, that, I guess the last thing to say is we now know that in League One next season, we've got Lincoln, we've got Berry. We don't know what that Berry team will look like. We've got MK Dons and now we have Tranmere. And I think you have to say it's four great teams to send up to the next level. Yeah, as a League One team's fan, they're four away trips that I'm really looking forward to. Um, four clubs who in, have, have all been at that level before. A couple, well, one is who's, who in Tranmere, who I think will have aspirations to, to keep pushing on. Um, I'm sure they all have aspirations to keep pushing on. But um, we hope that Berry will, will be in, in better shape when we get to August. Um, but And also hope that Danny Cowley, who was standing very close to us earlier, is still Lincoln City manager by the time we get to August. Um, but I'm pretty sure that Tranmere, despite, you know, I, I don't want to sound negative, but uh, some concerns about them making a step up based on based on a few things, um, just in terms of, of personnel, keeping key personnel in, in Month and um, and and, uh, and Norwood. Um, but in Mickey Mellon, they've got a, clearly got a guy who's got the club in the right direction, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do over the summer. Yeah, one of the key characteristics one of the key personality traits of this Tramia team under Mickey Mellon is that they've just simply got the job done they haven't always wowed they haven't always excited um, but he has turned them into a team that wins uh, and that is not to be sniffed at a fantastic day at Wembley for the League 2 playoff final uh, we'd like to say thank you to the EFL um, for helping us uh, have access to these playoff finals and to provide you guys with with content from the ground um, and having had exceptionally good seats um, we're very very excited for the League One playoff final tomorrow between Charlton and Sunderland and of course Aston Villa Derby on Monday thank you very much for listening guys please do drop a retweet on this uh, just share this around we'd be really really grateful uh, and we'll talk again tomorrow <laughs>